Welcome to Commission Impossible. My name is Scott Fish. I'm sitting with Ryan McDowell here. Uh, I'm I'm sitting real cozy, aren't I, Ryan? I'm just kind of you are leaned back. I leaned back. I like I don't know if I'm close enough to my mic for this. Maybe I'll just speak a little louder. Uh, So we've we've done a a couple episodes now. We keep teasing an episode that we we have a we have a bunch of uh, talking points for. We're just we're kind of waiting for a little more information to come forward with the, uh, the whole, is there going to be a season? Is there not going to be a season, uh, shortened season, whatever kind of stuff. We talked about it on F- dynasty blueprint. Go check out dynasty blueprint. If you want to hear me and Ryan and Matt Williamson, talk about, talk about that, especially from a commissioner standpoint. Uh, we spent a, a good 40 minutes on there talking about that and we will get into it on this show. Uh, but we have a lot of uh, stuff we can do, and, and while we do that, we're going to wait on more information. And once that more information comes in, uh, we'll probably have a, a good, strong episode or two discussing this if it starts to look like it's a more and more real possibility. Right, Ryan? That's it. Yeah, we we as you said, we did talk about that on – uh, the most recent episode of Dynasty Blueprint, and w- we expect, as you also, as you say, to to cover that probably in, in a deeper fashion on here. Um, but yeah, we we just we, it, it really feels like a roller coaster ride right now. Some days, uh, in fact, the day we recorded that earlier this week, it it felt like things were looking up and that we would almost certainly have the NFL back uh, and maybe even on a regular schedule. And then we hear things from, from government officials, from uh, NFL higher ups. And, and some of those are a little discouraging. So we really just don't know right now. I I think we would probably be um, better off waiting until we do know more. There was a lot of speculation on that blueprint episode, a lot of what ifs Yeah. and post draft. I would think we would know more. Uh, and then uh, obviously just the closer we get uh, to to the scheduled regular season, the more we're going to know. So we will be covering that topic on here. Absolutely. Uh, we'll try to answer any questions you have, try to give you some suggestions of how to handle things if necessary. Uh, but until then, we'll, we're just kind of waiting it out. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, so what we do here is basically that we talk about commissioner stuff. We go over listener questions, bad commission stories, interesting league ideas, uh, stuff like that. Uh, you can email us at commishpod at gmail.com. Uh, Ryan, we got uh, some replies from our last email that I'm going to bring up uh, just because it's, it's, it's pretty awesome. First off, we had I mentioned how Jeff Hewitt had emailed us asking if we had a, uh, you know, a, a database for Commission Impossible episodes, like a, a handy guide of what's on each show. And I, I mentioned how the last 15 or 20 we do. I mean, I put them in the show notes. So he said, he emailed that he had been binge listening to them, and he wrote them down for us for the first 15 or so episodes and sent them to me. Oh, so he is the MVP. He's a hero of, of the Commission Possible. Absolutely. So I'm going to combine <laughs> what he did with uh, the the basic show notes I have for the last ones. I don't know if there's any like gap in the middle there, but uh, um, I should be able to put something on uh, the Commission Impossible website. I don't even know what uh, is it. Commissionpod.com. It might be commissionpod.com. 
Um, I have to tell you something, Scott. I didn't know we had a Commission Impossible website. Well, all it is is our shows. Okay. That's all it is. (laughs) All it is is our shows and my Dynasty rankings. I had had some big (laughs) expectations there. Yeah. Hey, listen, that's not uh, a... That's that's not nothing. Your dynasty <laughs> rankings are pretty pretty invaluable. So well, but the problem is, I, my dynasty rankings on the site only <laughs> show players uh, one thirty three through one thirty eight. Oh <laughs> so, well, like that's all I'm willing to show you. I was hoping since you have to in, be a Patreon member to <laughs> to get the rest. Since we're in the dynasty startup draft together against each other oh. right now. I was hoping some, I could be uh, I could steal some information, but I feel I, I feel I feel like you've already <laughs> you've already checked out my quarterback rankings. <laughs> oh man, I I feel sniped. Uh, anyway, thank you to Jeff Hewitt for that. That is absolutely <clears throat> awesome. Very 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 happy about that. Uh, we got another of a long line of seventeen team or seventeen week schedule emails, and then uh, Frank from the last episode or two episodes ago um, emailed back on uh, his tanking, and it was as we suspected the the first person to declare tanking. Do you remember this email, Ryan? Yes, of he course. talked about uh, yep. he talked about you declare your tanking, and then you can't start any players for the rest of the year. Uh, he said, yes, it's basically how it works. Uh, when If you're the first team to declare, you automatically get the 101, which is interesting. Um, oh, no, no, if they're the last place team. Yeah, so that, yeah, that's how that works. Um, I suppose two people could declare in the same week. And if, if one is, you know, worse than the, you know, they, but yeah, that's uh, basically what he said. And he mentioned how, uh, it did result in some interesting strategies. Um, do, 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 do. I'm just looking for. Oh, what I guess he's been doing this for three or four years, and one time a guy declared it prior to the draft. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, I guess he declared it prior to the 2019 draft because he the year before he like tried to win now. So he was already like knowing he was going to be in a rebuild mode. So he, that's, that's pretty crazy. Um, so he ended the season with zero points. Apparently uh, he said one negative of that rule was the schedule benefits. And yeah, we kind of talked about that. that and, and that's goes with any tanking, like uh, especially in his where it's two divisions and you play your own division twice and non-division opponents. Once your division is going to get a hell of a lot better schedule. You know, schedule uh, benefit from that tanking team because they're the wins will rack up in that division. Um, anyway, yeah, thanks for the follow up, Frank. Uh, that's another email we don't have to read later. <laughs> um, actually, we're I'm I'm done with the inbox. Like everything is in the dock now. So, oh man, yeah, we're this we're amazing. Da- yeah, I know we're down to like twenty some pages of emails. We love our listeners, by the way. I know we're like eight minutes in and we barely answered a single thing, but we love our listeners and we love all these emails. And when you email, tell us where you're from. We love that. We love that stuff. Ryan, I've been talking for, I just said it like eight minutes. Do you want to take a crack at the first email? If, if you want, you can skip to the second email, which is shorter and I can try to mentally summarize the first one in my head. 
Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip down to Anthony, from, <laughs> Anthony from Colorado Springs. Uh, Anthony says, "Love listening to you guys, hearing all the helpful information." Thank you, Anthony. He says, "I'm just finishing my first dynasty season, both as a player and a commissioner." Uh, so he he took on the commission role in in his first year of dynasty. It's very brave. I love that. <clears throat> Uh, mm-hmm. He mentions 26-man rosters and a 10-team league. How do you encourage roster turnover during the offseason? Yeah, that's that's really one of the toughest things to uh, – it, it's one of the biggest concerns, I guess I should say, of dynasty commis- mm-hmm. commissioners in a basic, uh, a basic league. If you have contracts, if you have salaries, if you have anything like that, that, that kind of forces a, the issue, yeah. right? That forces things a little bit more. But in in your typical league, it, it it's tough. Um, Anthony says my current theory is expanding rosters uh, by five spots for the rookie draft. That's pretty common. I like that. And then having uh, an experience limit. Okay, this is interesting. An experience limit of seventy five years for all players on your team cuts back down to twenty six and under seventy five years experience. Would have to be, would have to be made before the regular season starts. Makes it harder to keep veteran players. Encourages youth on the team. Uh, this is a new rule I've never heard ever. Well, uh, we've we've talked about experience limit as far as on a team. Like if you're on a team for three years, that counts as three points or whatever, and you can only have. Remember, we talked about that. Yes, but experience in the NFL, we've we've never. I don't think I've ever seen this. And you just said, yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen this. Yeah, and this, is, this is new to us, Anthony, which is saying a lot. <laughs> it really is. I'm, I'm kind of interested in it. Um, I, I don't know, man. You really wouldn't want older players on your team, right? And does this, I'm, does I'm the a- seventy-five year experience limit only apply to the off season? I guess that's a question too. Well, he says you have to cut. You'd have to cut back down to twenty six and under seventy five before the regular season. So, yeah. I would assume so. I mean, that makes. I mean, that basically makes Tom Brady, you know, unownable. Uh, Imagine yeah. Superflex with Brady, Breeze, and Larry Fitzgerald. <laughs> that's yeah. most. Of your, that's the majority of your roster. This makes it. Does this? I guess my question to you, Ryan, does this? In Dynasty, you already incur- it already encourages youth, and this is a rule that really just encourages youth more. Right. Does, does this help with the roster turnover in the offseason, or does it just push everyone to stay young? Yeah, that's that's really what I was trying to think and, and consider is does this does yeah, yeah, does it does it really change so, anything? So uh, or does uh, it change the activity? I, I I would imagine players like that, the the older players that have been around for ten to fifteen to twenty years, would just be free agents, basically. Right, they would just be dropped, not necessarily. Can you pick them up traded. as free agents during the season? Is the roster limit, the years limit, still in effect in season? Like, are guys like Tom Brady just on the waivers at all times because no one wants, no one can afford to take that age hit? <laughs> If I went this way, I do think I would turn turn it off or basically ignore the the years limit 
in season and in it's season, hard to track in season two. Well, that that's the other thing I was going to say. It's hard to track in general. Yeah, um, you know, that's, unless that's unless the, you may set it up so you only do it twice a year, like at the first at the start of the off season and the end of the off season. Like if you're if you're just forcing them to turn it over before the rookie free agent draft and then get back down before the season, right? I will. I will say. I think that the the rule we've talked about on the show previously of if like let's you have a seventy five a seventy five year limit on your team. Um, we didn't talk about a seventy five year limit, but we talked about a year limit where if DeAndre Hopkins has been on your team for five years, he counts as five years, uh, five points or whatever on mm. your team, and you can only have like a hundred points on your team. Like DeAndre Hopkins is five years on your, on your specific team. You can only, he counts for five. If a guy's, but that would, that's almost like a salary cap or a contract though, where, you know, you can only have them for so long before it's just too expensive to keep them on your team anymore. Um, but using the actual experience in the NFL, that's interesting. Yeah. I like that. I think I like that a little bit more. And and again, the, the one we talked about on a previous show. Yes. And, yeah. and that honestly, I'd actually kind of forgotten about that, but I do like that because in, in this situation you have Deandre Hopkins for five years and it's getting, it's getting uh, to be a burden for me to keep him and manage the rest of my roster. I can trade him to you yep. and that, and that resets those years yep. reset. It becomes in, year one for me, yeah. Right. In Anthony's example, Fitzgerald and Breeze and Brady are never going to reset. They're the same cost uh, for for any team in the league, and therefore that just hurts those specific player values. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, he does, I mean, his line here makes it harder to keep veteran players and encourages youth on the team. Like I I think my my thing with that is, it just doesn't seem like that's an issue. <laughs> it seems yeah. like in dynasty people are already encouraging and promoting and trying to be youthful unless it's a really, really win now team. Um, yeah. I don't know that this is going to do what he hopes it does, but I like the, like the uh, creativity and yes. the, and I may, maybe it will work for their league. I don't know. I, like logically, it just it doesn't seem like it's going to do speci- exactly what he wants it to. It just thinks it's going. I just think it's going to hurt the values of older players. Yeah, I totally agree. <clears throat> All right, uh, the big long email that uh, Ryan has uh, um, deferred to me <laughs> to start the show is from uh, Justin. Not sure where Justin is from. But uh, he has a league, a Jack Bauer auction on MFL uh, that that started last year. So it's entering its second year. Um, and they do the public trading thing we've talked about in the show, a public mm, trading form. Yes. And, and I've, I've seen more and more people reply about this now. Like I, yeah. I think I think after last year talking about it, the last couple of whatever – I feel like people threw this in their leagues. I would like to think listening to this show, but maybe, <laughs> who knows? Um, what he did to avoid spam, just for people listening in case you want to put this in, is offers don't need to be posted on the message board, only accepted trades, and then the counters would be posted in response to that. So basically people are only getting the accepted trade 
notification, and then they, they have to monitor the threat on their own. Um, 24 hour, hour time limit to beat it. Um, uh, do, 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 do. Oh, and, and after, <laughs> okay. So after, uh, after a little while, they realize they don't even have to post the trade because MFL sends the email when a trade happens. Right. So if, if a trade happens, all you have to do is post on the message board if you want to counter it. Um, do, 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 do. Let's see. That's the rule countered on the message board. Has to be countered within 24 hours, and then the owner has 12 hours to review and decide, I guess. Um, last year, they had 90 original trades, 20 of which, so 22%, had counter offers. Um, of those 20 countered offers, 12 resulted in a new trade being made. Oh, nice. And uh, three of the 12 new trades involved were the same owners as the original trade. So basically, 90 trades, 20 were countered, uh, 12 turned into new trades, and uh, only three of those stuck with the original team. Nine, so basically, nine new trade partners. Interesting. I love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. First of all, 90 trades in an eight-month span is... You you found a good group of owners there. While conversation still a more and more recent trade, and then he just gives an example here. But he he's just basically giving us some info. It sounded like it went well. Um, you'd probably have to get a unanimous vote to add it to an ex, uh, existing league. But he says it's been fun, and and thanks for the data points on that, uh, Justin. Ryan, do you want to read this super long next one? <laughs> Yes, I, I think I, I'll, I'll try to cover it. Um, <laughs> this is from Fun for Willis from London, Ontario, Canada. So not mm. not that London, another London. We have a London in, in Kentucky as well, you know. <clears throat> so Fun for what, Willis. You have a, says, wait, you have a London, Kentucky? Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Also, sure. we have London and Paris, actually. Really? <laughs> we wow. do. We do. Uh, Fun for Willis says, have you ever structured a dynasty league with a known redraft interval? Say every five years, the dynasty league drops all players back into the pool, holds a new startup. What issues could you encounter in year five before the redraft? Is there any way, uh, is there a way where a rookie pick could be converted into startup equity? Uh, okay. He's got some, some very different questions there. Um, yeah. I do think it's, I don't want to say common, but I, I've definitely seen it before. Yeah. Uh, Dynasty leagues being uh, set from the start to be three year or five year leagues. Yeah. Uh, with I think with the most the I've seen it is not the most I've seen it, but the most common I've seen it is five years. Right. Right. Um, and, and what I've seen too, kind of a mix, is not just we're going to play five years in redraft, but we're going to play five years and that's it. The length of this league is yep. three years or five years, yep. um, which to me it, it certainly changes the way you would, you would build a dynasty team. So not that, not that I wouldn't consider that dynasty, but it's, it's definitely got a few wrinkles that, uh, that change things. Um, have you ever done a league like this where it had that set time period? Nope. I, uh, I considered it and I almost started one up. 
with that exact same five-year time period, and I ended up not doing it. I've never done one myself. I like like you. I know they exist. I've heard of them. I, I just haven't just haven't done it. I think we, if we've talked about it on the show, and it might be might have been Ball Rush, might have been this show, might have been just me on a, a different show, or might have been just us randomly talking on the phone or something. I feel like we've discussed. You would almost, or maybe it's just Twitter. <laughs> it was somewhere. Uh, I feel like it's we've discussed. I've discussed with someone that it's almost one of those leagues. Like you really feel like you need to get all five years payments up front because yeah. the last couple of years, if someone is really out of it and there's there's end of the end of the five years prizes, or if they have a terrible team and no chance at winning money in that fourth or fifth year, it's going to be a lot harder to get those payments. So you're going to want to get uh, you're going to want to get you should really try to make an entry fee that covers all five years to, at the start if you're going to do something like that. Yeah, he says, what issues could you encounter in year well, five <laughs> before the redraft? That That is one, the, the financial piece. Um, pretty quickly you could see teams just just bailing, you know, if, if they if they know it's only a five-year thing and after year two or year three they just have a – a hopeless situation. That would be one um, that that would be my main concern. So whether you're getting the full five-year payment or um, some other form of commitment, I'm not sure what that would be, but uh, I think that would be, as Scott says, pretty, pretty necessary. And I'm just not sure on his last question, a way that rookie pick could be converted into startup equity. Yeah. I does. Th- my my only thought here is that they're trading like they have an ability to in year five trade the following year's redraft startup picks like because they're going to start it up do have a new startup in year six um so like my guess is like if you're if you're doing your rookie draft right before year five and you want to make a trade for the year six startup pick, like, is there a way to like convert, like how much you think that would be worth in value? Maybe I I'm, I'm having trouble with understanding this. I, I feel bad for fun for Willis. We, we usually understand a decent amount of the questions that come in to a, a good degree or, or we get there through discussion. Uh, but this one, I'm just, I'm just not sure what exactly it means. Yeah, I think there's a lot of things you could do with the order of that redraft as far as it could be based on um, the final year, the total of all five years. Right. The the total is, is kind of where I was going, but it, it could be just the final year uh, as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- really, there's several different ways that could go. I like the, I like the total of five years. That's right. I like that, Ryan. <laughs> that gives you some flexibility. Um but as, as far as the rookie pick uh, mixed into the startup, I'm, I'm just not sure on that one, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah we're, sorry, we're having a little trouble. You can write us back, commissionpod at gmail.com, and uh, tell us. Or maybe someone listening is like, no, I know what they mean. This is what they mean, Scott and Ryan. Uh, you can go ahead and email us, and maybe we'll uh, catch up with it. Um, all right. Oh, this Let's, one's a fun one. What? <laughs> Bad commission story? Is that what I'm getting off the first sentence? You got it. <laughs> All right. Uh, what do you think 
And, or what can be said on a commish who changes the end of season placing payouts the week before the playoffs start? Uh, one was supposed to have a 12 man league hundred dollar entry. Two didn't get enough people to buy in. Three made it an eight man league without <laughs> letting everyone know. <laughs> Four ended up paying out only first and second place. Uh, this is from Rock1195 on Twitter. Uh, thanks, Frank. Um, whew, there's a lot there. And there's a lot to unpack in this one. I have a feeling the commish finished either first or second. For some reason, I'm, I'm thinking that might be the case. Um, I, but I feel like it, Rock, Frank would have told us that if that had happened, but maybe not. Uh, but uh, so... The main problem, I think the biggest problem here is the three, right? Made an eight-man league without letting everyone know? Is that I, – I don't even know what the biggest problem is. But I feel like if it was a $100 entry and a 12-man league and only eight bought in, people could look at the payouts and realize, yeah, this isn't right, far before the playoffs started. Or – did he have a playout payout a payout a playoffs payout that was correct given the eight man structure and then he just decided to change it? Yeah, I feel, I feel like there's some information we're missing here. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's bad no matter what, but like let 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 me put it in this way: Let's say the commissioner wanted a twelve man league. Uh, and it was a hundred dollar payout or a hundred dollar entry, so twelve hundred dollars. Not enough bought in, and he only got eight, so eight for a hundred dollars. And then he, you know, they just ran the league with eight teams, um, and he had payouts of eight hundred dollars. Let's say uh, four hundred, two hundred, one hundred, and then one hundred for most points or something. So they had, or no, let's say. 400, 250, and 150. So he's paying out all 800 at the top three spots. Um, and then he changes it right before the playoffs to only first and second place. That That's a problem. If yeah, he, so I, What I, I was going to say is if, if he still had the payouts in place, assuming $1,200, and he simply changed it to the $800 amount, that's a lot less of a problem, I think. Right, I think I think the timing might be the biggest issue here, and the making, lack of communication. <laughs> making but. these changes right before the playoffs. I mean, obviously, you know that you weren't able to fill the league; that you had to yeah. drop it from twelve to eight teams. Yeah, and and everybody else knows that too. So, like, if he had the payout set as paying out twelve hundred dollars, I don't think people should really complain complain that he changed up changed the payouts. Yeah, I actually don't mind the payouts being changed. If you have an eight-team league paying first and second rather than first, second, third, I think that kind of makes sense. There's some correlation there. But again, it's the communication and the timing. You know yeah. before the season even starts yeah. that you don't have 12 teams, that you have eight. Exactly. And, and you, need to adjust, uh, you need to adjust your playoff format. You know, 12 teams, you might have six making the playoffs. You, right. don't, you don't want that happening with eight teams. 
uh, of course. So you, you've got to make those changes when you don't fill the league. And it sounds like that's the real problem here. I'm, so I'm this commissioner sure. goes anywhere from poor commissioning because lack of communication, not being very well organized, just, just, you know, not, not great commissioning to, it could just be flat out dirty. <laughs> like he could really run the gamut from one end to the other. Yeah. I don't, I don't see from this, at least I don't see dirty, a shady just, commission that's just trying see. to cheat people. Now that, that could be the case, but, um, that's that's not what I'm getting from this. One. Right. Yeah. What I'm getting is just poor communication uh, on several fronts, um, which is not good because we basically say that's tenant one, you know, for being a being a good commissioner is, is communication and uh, response, you know. Um, Ryan, I think that's all the time we have for this show. Frank's going to be our last email. Uh, what about so quickly? We'll have to do we, another we basically started the show with an email from a different Frank as well. That's, that's crazy. I can tell by the Twitter handles. They are different Franks. Uh, anyway, thanks for listening to the show. You can email us commissionpod at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter, scottfish24. Follow Ryan on Twitter, RyanMC23. Thanks for putting that right on the screen for me to see, Ryan, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> so I won't forget. Uh, anyway, thanks for listening. Have a great day. Bye.